There are certain moments and words that shaped a new era in pro wrestling. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Brett screwed Brett. Die, Rocky, die. Introducing the Book of Wrestling, 25 catchphrases that explain the Attitude Era. Tune in as we relive one of the most exciting, intense, and over-the-top times in WWE with new interviews with the voices that made the promos, calls, and catchphrases into history. Listen now. And we're at the show, and we're gonna start the show, and it's this podcast now. You know what's awesome? You're not gonna be here Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there you go. That's the show, guys. We'll just wrap it up right we're, then. From now on, I'm gonna make up new words every intro. How about that? You, you are, like that? You are dressed in a shirt. That is a... Ronick, get that in the video clip. Jesse's shirt today. I don't think you could actually miss the shirt in the video clip. Get this that is, in the clip. This is a relaxing... Jesse's in his comfort zone mental place. I need to send... On the edge. I don't know why. You're doing great. Jesse's leaving town this weekend, which is nice. A, a week and a well-deserved weekend away. Thursday or late Wednesday night. I'm going to see Obviously. if Chris Vernon wants to join me or Bill Simmons for a few minutes. I haven't asked him yet, but there you go. Just ask him now. So yes. perfect. So, no one. Here's the, here's the real problem. Perfect. We either need to record late Wednesday, you and I, or no, 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 you no, no, need no, no, to no. have someone <laughs> for Thursday. Wait, I got, you're leaving Wednesday too, aren't you? Don't worry about what I'm doing. I will record. You're not on the next show. I've already decided I'm taking care of it. I'm ready to go either way. I No, I I will either be on there or you, you have to have someone planned. It's not a solo. We'll see how your 49% sex is my 51%. We'll make the decision. What we'll are we talking about today? We have a guest. You can upload the episode without my help. Done it many I, times, child. We do have a guest, and his name is Chris. Chris Costa. There you go. From what it's. Blowout. No, no, no. Uh, Big Night. Big Night Entertainment. So he is a little bit about him. I believe he is the managing partner of the Big Night Sports segment of that company. Okay. He owns Card Vault, or he runs Card Vault, and he's involved with a group that's throwing the Fenway show that we're going to next month. You are going to. I may be going to. Yeah, I don't think you're going. That's fine. That's fair. After me and Chris talk, you're not going. Here's the thing. I already hate you, and we're only like two minutes in. I know, it's weird. We've been in a good spot today. You also snapped at Ronick earlier. Yeah, but... You're in a mood. I am, and you're making it worse. So make it better. Take the weekend off. That's an easy thing to do. No. The guy will not take a vacation. All right. MLB. There you go. 2022 release calendar. That's first on the docket. Finally. I've teased this. This is my fault for not getting to it before. You've talked about this multiple times. I am finally looking forward to it, as is the audience, because we want to know what there is to buy uh, coming up. We are also going to be doing a playoff bracket update, as well as a couple. Let's just face it. Mike wants to talk about the Celtics win. That's fair. We'll talk about that a little oh, bit. How you know? Talk about um, Chris Costa, as mentioned, Big Night Entertainment. He's coming out to talk about an upcoming card show as well as uh, his hobby relevance. And then we're going to do a little new segment, Mailbag. And if time allows, I'll be in a better mood before the show's over. So with that being said, big picture. I'll take the under. I don't think you're in a better mood by the end of this show. You're not helping. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I don't want to talk about a ton of uh, NBA notes. I do want to f- specifically focus on Tatum in a minute. But okay. my hobby dreams came true on, oh, what night was it? Ronick, what night was the Grizzlies-Timberwolves uh, game? Was that Saturday night? Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. That I, That is exactly what the hobby was rooting for. This is what we talked about. This is what we teased. Mm-hmm. Anth- now I wanted the Grizzlies to win, obviously. Sure. But Anthony Edwards goes in, goes for 30, 
oof, like 38 points or something. He went off, went nuts. One of the one of the most points scored by a rookie in his first playoff game ever, or by a, by a player in their first playoff game. He went nuts, and John Morant put up 30-plus. Like, no better thing for the hobby than the last two headliners of the previous two rookie classes to go absolutely nuts. Have you been checking, like, do you keep a day, daily tab on what Morant prices are doing? I don't have any Morants left, so I just bought that one big Morant. Um, the, you got rid of every single one of them. Yeah, over the past few months. I may have a couple small ones, but I just bought yeah. that one for 1300 bucks last week. Uh, it has not come in the mail yet. So. It's funny. His pricing still is not doing much. Like, as Yeah, far it as, shouldn't. They lost the first game. Like You got you to gotta win. But Edward's yeah. stuff moved up nicely. And not only did Edward's stuff move up, it, I think people were a little bit worried they were going to come in and get swept or get beat up really bad by mm-hmm. the Grizzlies. If Either way, whoever wins that series, one of those two guys will have an... I, I think we'll get a big hobby bump, which would be huge. Big price bump. So if you want to bet on one of those guys to win and load up on their cards, I think it's a good idea. Uh, yeah, he, he actually did have a really nice bump. He was so 2020 Prism. Anthony Edwards, his silver was at about uh, $900 on the 14th. They were snapping on Facebook yesterday for over a thousand bucks. They're now at 1150. Yeah, they were all a thousand to $1,100 and, and filling instantly just snap fills. Yeah, that's actually that's awesome to see. Here's a, here is one guy though. I thought it would be a fun ride. I would be ready to dump Trey Young stuff when they win a game. After oh, seeing what I saw yesterday, Miami's going to... I do still think Trey's going to score 48 mm-hmm. and go nuts and win a game, and they're going to spike a little bit. It's funny, though. There's been a couple like hobby guys making videos lately how Trey's such a great buy. I Like, this is the time, though. And if he loses, yeah. he is no longer... So I'm not sure where the, like this resurgence of guys talking about Trey has come from. We talked about Trey a couple weeks ago, like, hey, if he goes on a run and makes the playoffs, great, which he did. A little bit of a bump, move the stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't fully understand. And some guy was on the other day, I think was the owner of Pullwax, which is like a big company. He was like, oh, you don't have to win championships to be relevant. It doesn't necessarily mean relevance. Look at Kawhi Leonard. The guy's missed the last year and a half. I'm not sure the connection. Like Trey Young prices are not going up if he doesn't have postseason success. But I've seen a couple hobby guys lately talking about that. I I think if you are listening to that, you are just going to, I think you're going to get cooked on value. So wait till the next game, next win. If you had him right now and you're not in it for the long haul, I yeah. would just wait for that one game because I think he's going to go nuts one game. Cool. Okay. Then I sell him because I think guys will get excited. But if you're looking to like buy him, I, there is no reason to buy Trey right now. Just buy him in the offseason. I do find it interesting because what is interesting about, about that? Kind of light in the no, mood. No, no, you're just doing so. It's good. Um, Morant's pricing went down when they lost, but Trey's pricing actually has gone up um, over the last couple of days. Not not a lot, but it's not down. I'm just well because they they won the play in games to get in. First of all, that's why he didn't so, lose till yesterday. Morant was already in, then they lost on Saturday. Okay, that's so that's what the timing was on it. All right, yeah, he still hasn't dropped much, but it, he did drop just a little bit from that game. Yeah, Giannis and, and Milwaukee won again. Giannis, I think if you're it, it, most guys at this point, I think are just holding Giannis anyways, mm-hmm. which is probably a great idea. He's probably an all time great when he's done. Not probably, he will be. Uh, to me, I only bought him to flip. I'm going to flip as we get later in the postseason. So I was happy to see him beat the Bulls. Not uh, me, but whatever. Golden State beating up on Denver uh, again. Hobby wise, doesn't do a whole lot for anything. The worst thing to come out of the uh, worst and then best. Okay. Utah's up one nothing and Luca the donkey is missing game two most likely. Means they're probably going down 0-2. Then they have to go to Utah. Not looking great for Donk Donkey Doncic. Um let me That's see tough. real quick. When when does Luca come back? They're saying possibly game two, but most likely game three. 
Man. Which is brutal. You go down 0-2, yeah. and it's two <laughs> games at home. Now you're on the road. And Utah didn't play great. Obviously, they played good enough to win a beat-up Mavs team. So I think that was my biggest bad takeaway. Like, uh-oh, we might, the hobby with Luka might be in trouble for that. Yeah. On the positive side, so I'm in... So I did not want Brooklyn and Boston to line up first round because I'm heavily invested in both. I have the most financial money in Durant. I've got a bunch of money in Simmons, a little bit of money in Kyrie. Mm-hmm. And lately I've got a ton of money in Tatum and then a couple big Jalen Brown cards. And obviously I'm rooting for the Celtics to win. Tatum played really well. Kyrie went off and even in a loss, his pricing moved up quite a bit, which was awesome to see. I have to decide after the next game or two. This is And this is, again, because I only bought those guys to flip. I've got to decide in my head, which is going to be wrong anyways, which one of those teams I think is going to win the series because then I can sell off the other. So the, they, and they don't play till Wednesday and Saturday. It's brutal, the gaps and timing between these stupid games. You don't have like a ton of Kyrie. You're much I just more. Have t- I think I have two PSA 10 Kyries. Okay. So M- yeah, you're Durant, much more Durant heavy. Super heavy in Durant. But again, that's from that lot that I bought two years ago that I'm, I'm way upside down in. I was hoping sure. for it to rebound. And I what spent, do you need it to be at to, re- to break even? So I bought a bunch of the 2007 white border PSA nine tops rookies. They're doing like a hundred bucks right now. Mm-hmm. I originally bought them for 400. I bought 80 of them, but then I sold a ton of them pretty high. So I, I would say my average cost in those right now is probably 275. So again, I would need them to just about triple to break even. I don't think that's going to happen, but could they double and I get close? Gotcha. And okay. Yeah. They are just a little under a hundred right now. Yeah. I think, I think I can move them right now at 90 bucks. Okay. I'm okay. Taking the loss there. But again, Mm -hmm. if I think he's going to go on a finals run this year, maybe, but that's where I've, that's again, the flipping side of me now is I've got to decide which way I'm going with this. If Boston wins game two, I'm not selling those Durants. Those Durants I've already written off. So I'll just keep them. Yeah. But I would move the Kyrie's and the Simmons stuff after that. Well, I mean, Simmons just has so much more time left to increase in value. Whereas Durant, it feels like he's, you know, he's not at the end of his career necessarily, but he's much closer to the end than Simmons would be. So wouldn't you want to get rid of Durant? Because do you think there's going to be much opportunity to go much higher than where he is at this point? Yeah, he came crashing. He's a he's less than Well, I mean, he came crashing down, but so did everybody, right? When the market Yeah, but he came down. Those cards especially came. That was a bad buy in general. I'm okay holding those two because he's an all-time great. Simmons is not. And Durant's still the best player on the planet at any given, any given night. Simmons hasn't stepped on the court yet. Okay, so overall, you're if still Simmons, high on Durant to at least maybe make a little bit I would say this. So after game two, if Simmons actually played and his value jumped to where I could make even 10 to 15% back on my money, mm-hmm. I would move all the Simmons right then and be done with it. Take a small profit and move away. Yeah. Durant, no matter what happens this series, I'm not breaking even, so it doesn't matter. But if it looks like the Celtics are on their way out, which I don't think I, I'm, I'm actually totally up in the air now. I don't know what's going to happen. I've got to decide what to do with that six to seven thousand. I've got tied up in Tatum and Jalen Brown. Okay, I'm on the fence until next podcast. They play <laughs> Wednesday night. I will know what the series is after Wednesday night, and that's where I'll go. I'm uh, I'm really hopeful for you. I, I, I well, do want to talk Tatum prices though. It is hard to say which way I want to root for you because you you are so well, you're down in the a, middle here. Yeah, you're in a bad mood too. I'm, you you I'm were fine. rooting for me to take the biggest financial loss I could take. I am not. That is a you lie. You hope Tatum gets COVID that and Durant a breaks lie. a leg. I want them both to win in a tie. How how about I'm gonna that? raise your kid <laughs> if you guys die. And this is the type of crap I get from not you. Not with that attitude. Okay, give me I do want to talk Tatum pricing though. Because for, again, from an outsider looking in. So Tatum pricing 
which one do you want to go for, Prism or Optic? Let's go cheap, Optic. So okay. the Optics were 100 to 110 bucks about a month and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Are those like 125, 130-ish right now? Uh, a little over 130 uh, right now, about 134. So one not, at PSA 2017, 10. PSA 10, Optic, Jason Tatum rookies. What's the pop on those? Like 4,000? 4, uh, 4,500. It's not terrible. That's cheap too. Okay, I've got, I've got probably seven or eight of those. Mm-hmm. What's his silver PSA 10 base? Uh, PSA 10 silver is doing... Oh, 350? Older. Uh, she's doing... Give me the numbers. PSA 10... Base. Prism. Prism base. Silver. Oh, I'm sorry. Prism you said, base. You said yep, silver, nuts. and that threw me off. 250. 245. Oh, that's cheaper than I thought. I don't know why I was thinking 350. And the pop is five? Uh, pop is 55. Okay. Yep. Again, still only, I mean, a little over half of Luca, which is wild to me. The silver is the interesting one. The silver recently has spiked. Yeah. So I, that's the silver. I bought the silver and the optic, both PSA 10s for 1050 at the show here in Nashville. I think that silver's over 15 right now. Just over 15. That silver gets any higher. That's a card I almost look to like, man, maybe I cash out there and it covers everything else. Man, yeah, he was up to almost seventeen hundred on the eighth, uh, then dropped significantly down to like eleven fifty on one. Yeah, sale. I think the seventeen hundreds is a brand because they were doing eleven to twelve hundred. That seventeen hundreds is an old. No, there's two. I mean, there was two of them. Sixteen. I don't trust either one of them. How about that? That's fair. Um, but yeah, over the last two weeks, you're averaging somewhere around like fifteen hundred, maybe a little more. He's the guy to me. So Ja Anthony Edwards, the winner of that series, mm-hmm. huge implications for the next round. And if Tatum can beat Brooklyn. Those to me are the two, whatever, whoever wins that series and Tatum, those are my two highest upside guys. What That's are the it. odds showing right now? Like as far actually, as- so they were favorites the other day. I think they're favored to win that series now. Really? It's wild. They were four and a half point favorites. They did not cover, but they mm-hmm. didn't win. So, uh, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to bring in Chris and then we're going to do our big uh, MLB. We're going to go through all the upcoming 2022 MLB product that's coming out. We're not going to focus too much on Bowman either. I don't care about Bowman, Bowman, Chrome, Bowman draft. Those are the prospect stuff. We're going to kind of hold off of that. But I do want to specifically focus on just all the other upcoming releases. So Jesse has the calendar. Obviously, the dates will change on some of these things. But just kind of give you an overall view. What does a rookie class look like? You know, what type of pricing can you expect to see on some of this compared to last year? Last year, a relatively weak class. This year, obviously, Wander is going to be a rookie and a ton of stuff. Um, so not overly deep, but Top's Inception gave us at least a good idea of what, who and what we're going to see this year. So we'll kind of do like a quick breakdown of every product, most products, not every product. And uh, that way you kind of know what to say. The, yeah, there's a lot of products. There's a ton. Yeah, like we're not going to talk about any Leaf. I don't care about any of the Leaf stuff. Okay. Um, Panini will talk Immaculate National Treasures. That's about in Flawless. I don't need any, anything else. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, almost all the top stuff, no Bowman. Okay. Bowman's best we can talk about. How about that? No. No um, Bowman at all is what you're saying. All out. All right, guys. So that's enough of me and Jesse rambling. One good thing that always helps is when we add a guest, so it's not just us two. So we're going to have Chris Costa. He is the managing partner of Big Night Sports. Uh, welcome in, Chris. Appreciate you joining us, buddy. How are you, man? Thanks for having me, fellas. Good to see you both. All right. So let's talk about this. Scale of one to ten, how much do you want Kyrie to get COVID? <laughs> is that can we talk about that? Hang on a minute. I don't I think that is an automatic uh, demonetization comment, but that's it, fine. Yeah, I think that's a no-go. I think yeah. that's a gray area. <laughs> I hope somebody rips off his middle fingers, I'll tell you that. Too. Wait, Chris, before we always do this before we go, uh before we start, who are you? What <laughs> what what 
is the reason why you're on the pod or on this podcast? Yeah, today? what's your what's background on the hobby? hobby what's your story? Yeah, good, good question. So I like the as, Kyrie question to start. Though. That is a good. Leave question. that in. Yeah. <laughs> as Mike said, uh, my name's Chris Costa. I'm the managing partner of Big Night Sports. Uh, Big Night Sports is. Um, really kind of a holdings company, so to speak, of a number of different businesses that we've built over the last several years. Um, my partners and I uh, came together several years ago, right? The, really right at the start or leading up, up to the pandemic. Um, Randy, one of my partners, uh, and Ed, they own Big Night Entertainment, which is the largest nightlife and entertainment company in the, it, really the country, but if not definitely the Northeast. And at the beginning of the pandemic, uh, Big Night was looking for ways to diversify, get into media and entertainment outside of their traditional nightlife, entertainment, restaurant, nightclub business. Uh, and me having been a collector my entire life and a, and a card dealer, um, they had heard of through me how crazy the card market had gotten. And we decided to run a little proof of concept to see if we could make sense of the nightlife and entertainment business and the sports card business and bring the two together. And that's really where uh, big night sports kind of started. Uh, it actually started with big night breaks, which is our break channel. Uh, and over the last couple of years, we've come out with uh, concepts like the card vault, which is our brick and mortar store, uh, which I'm sitting in right now at our Patriot place location at Gillette stadium. Um, it's come, it's started concepts like our Causeway card show, um, and now, most importantly, in May, our first Fenway card show, which is going to happen right inside Fenway Park, which we're super excited about. Okay, question on that. What, do, what does that mean? When you say inside Fenway Park, like you're not talking about like on the field or anything like that, right? So where, where would this be? Yeah, good question. So uh, we actually have plans in 2023 to do a big blowout, which I haven't, I've never told anybody this, but uh, we have planned 2023 to do a big blow up potentially on the field. However, this Ooh. show, uh, the first, the first version of our Fenway card show is going to happen in the brand new, uh, 521 overlook, which is the brand new space they just built in the center field concourse. Um, so it's, it's actually a perfect card show space. Uh, the only benefit is that it's got an entire glass wall overlooking center field and, and the ballpark. It's right above that new Truly Terrace, which is their new concession stand. I, I'm I'm very curious. So Big Night Entertainment, obviously super successful. They're making all this money. And like, I have to think at one point in like April or May of 2020, they had to be like, what's the deal with this money laundering drug business called cards? Because <laughs> it was stupid. I mean, I'd been breaking full time for years. Then 2020 hit and I told my wife, I was like, we're good. Like every, and, and her being an actual professional was like, I don't mind that you call yourself a card dealer, but what else is being sold? Like, how does that go over with people in the corporate world who don't know cards? Yeah, it's, it's definitely interesting. You have to garner and sell people on the legitimacy of our space and why the money is what it is and uh, why the numbers look the way they look. And I think, you know, it, it took some some selling internally at big night. It took some convincing, you know, you walk into a, a large corporation, it's a, you know, 2000 person company that's doing 200 plus million dollars a year in revenue. Um, and I have to convince, you know, the finance department, the partners, the partners of mine, all of these folks in the business that sports cards, uh, for some reason made sense and that, uh, they were a legitimate way for us to build business. Um, and you know, of course the last two years have proven that, uh, but it is an interesting, it is an interesting path you have to take to kind of get some buy-in from non-sports card people on their legitimacy. 
So um, then, so that's kind of like the corporate side of it, the business end. So then you personally, you said you came up in the hobby, like kind of what's your collecting background, what's your space in the hobby look like? Yeah. So I uh, got back at collected my entire life. You should start like that. You know, m- many, many folks or like many folks uh, as a young kid opening packs in my mother's backseat, she would drive me to the local card shop, um, you know, once a week and I would, I'd go rip packs and I'd be building sets and or chasing players like Nomar, Griffey or Bonds. Cause you're from Boston, um, right? From Boston, okay. born and raised. Um, and, you know, grew up in a, in, not the greatest collecting era, so to speak, or I should say a great collecting era. It was popular, but a lot of the stuff that we collected just doesn't have the value that you wish it would have had. Yeah. How old are you, Chris, by the way? I mean, I'm 36. 33. Okay. So you're a couple I'm 36, but yeah, I know exactly. It was easy to collect, but it was because none of it was worth anything. And the stuff that was the card shop owners knew and bought back for pennies and I didn't know what I was doing. So yeah, I, I get yeah, what you're I saying. I was collecting Ramirez and Barry Bonds and just the guys that I love. And I was also always skewed towards baseball. Um, but anyways, went off to play baseball in school, was fortunate enough to, to, you know, play collegiate and division one baseball, um, and work my way through school that way. And it really fell out of collecting altogether for several years and came back into it, um, in like the 2017, 2018 timeframe. And, and it was really Bowman that brought me back into the hobby. Um, and it was the Juan Soto's and Ronald Acuna's and, uh, and those guys that, that drug me back into it. And that's really where my, I would say my official presence in the hobby started. Uh, it was prospecting in baseball, um, you know, in the Bowman releases, uh, whether it was Luis Robert or Shohei Otani, when he made the way, he made his way over, Acuna, Soto, et cetera. Um, and then really started to branch out into other sports. And that's where I gained some expertise as a dealer. I started going to shows and, um, you know, that as many of us in the, as card dealers have experienced over the last three years, the collection continues to grow and snowball and buy and sell and trade your way into a bigger and better collection year over year. Um, to the point where you look down and you realize that you've built a self-sustaining, fully functional, fully operationalized business based on cardboard. Chris, can we go back to something you said at the beginning? You said you are currently at your, uh, shop, at Gillette Stadium, is that accurate? Like you're actually inside That's the correct. stadium? Yeah, so uh, I mentioned, you know, as part of Big Night Sports, Card Vault, uh, which is our brick and mortar business, our, our, our card store, hobby store business. Um, our first location, our flagship location is at Patriot Place, which is at Gillette Stadium. So I'll, wow. I'll move it. You can see walking by our door right now. Oh, wow. Man, so <laughs> yeah, I, this, I didn't realize they actually had shop. a card shop at the stadium. That's awesome. Yeah, this is the shop, man. Um, so uh, it's been a, a crazy run uh, and, and being able to be so closely connected to the Patriots and to, you know, Gillette Stadium has been a, a very interesting business model, so to speak. So when it comes to like the the traffic and stuff, I assume game day, it must be pretty crazy in there. Is that, would that be the case? Do you guys have like, yeah. do you do well in that spot? Yeah, so it's actually been really interesting to see um, as far as what we expected and what was actually true. Uh, we expected to rely very heavily on game day traffic, um, and it was actually it came to be quite the opposite. Game day traffic and our store on game days, uh, we we turned from operational card store to much more of a billboard, so to speak. Hmm, okay. um, if you think about game day traffic at Gillette Stadium. 
the stadium and the area is really only open to ticket holders. So the folks that are coming into our store on Sundays are really here for the Patriots game. And they're coming in because they're walking by and going, Oh my God, I didn't know this card store was here. Yeah. They come in, they take a look around, they maybe grab a, you know, maybe there's a Dallas Cowboy fan in, in town for a Dallas game and they grab a Dak rookie um, or somebody, you know, didn't realize we were here and they grab a box for their grandson and they plan to bring it back to them. And we do offer programs around game day traffic, like, you know, post game pickup or uh, free shipping for anything you buy in store. But we are much more getting value out of the game day traffic from an eyes perspective. We get people to lay eyes on the business and then they go and spread the word throughout. Realized was how busy and how active our store would be Monday through Saturday. Um, and that has been a really uh, exciting development over the last year. So the stadium's um, just open Monday through Saturday for people to walk in and go to all the shops? Yeah, so Patriot Place is at the foot of Gillette Stadium, and it's a fully functioning open-air uh, retail mall. Um, so it's a large shopping center, open-air shopping center, uh, and it really serves as kind of the main retail location for this entire region. So it cool. is busy. Monday through Saturday, not just game days. Nice. That's really cool. So I am curious. So getting back to the, so is it going to be called the Causeway Show at Fenway or just the Fenway Show? Good question. So uh, the Fenway Card Show is its own brand. The Causeway Card Show is its own brand. Okay. Uh, At some point in the future, we might tie them all together, um, you know, and and create an annual series of shows at different key locations. Um, uh, You know, the, the Causeway Show will always be at, the garden inside big night live on causeway street the fenway car show of course will always be a fenway and then there's several other locations that we've been thinking about to create kind of four key stops throughout the year on a quarterly basis and create a, an annual series so to speak but yeah fenway is is going to be its own brand for now so like with the fenway show what are you looking at like for specs like table attendance type thing what are you what are you guys kind of expecting yeah, we will have over a hundred individual unique vendors at the show. Um, it is not uh, from a scale perspective. It is not what you'd expect from a general regional or national show. Um, but with that, we do a very uh, great job of curating our vendors and making sure that the vendors that are there uh, bring with them a diverse and eclectic range of uh, inventory, making sure that we have TCG baseball, football, basketball, vintage, modern, everything is at least represented in the room. And then from a foot traffic perspective, we're expecting 2,000 visitors per day, um, which is really fantastic for a a regional show or a local show. Um, The way we like to to market our shows, the Causeway Show included, are really local shows with a national uh, appeal. So in other words, it's a show worth flying to, uh, but it is a local-sized show. Okay, so here's my question. I can't figure out how to get tickets for the show. I went to the website, like the causewaycardshow.com, and it still has stuff up for, like, the January card show. Is Are, are tickets out right now? So the causewaycardshow.com, that site is very much, it's a, a snap. It's stuck in time. Gotcha. Back from our last Causeway show. Fenwaycardshow.com is where you can go go for all information on the Fenway show. Um, And that is going to be where you can purchase tickets. Fenwaycardshow.com. We are waiting for the final approval, which we expect today. 
um, from Fenway Sports Group and the MLB on the ticket sales. Basically, that purchase your ticket link that is on FenwayCardShow.com will go live to an MLB-sanctioned uh, ticketing site. Um, but vendor applications also go through that that site, uh, FenwayCardShow.com. Nice. Okay, cool. Oh, so tickets aren't live yet then to buy for the general admission? Tickets for general admission are not live yet. They should be live today, which I'm super excited about. And there's going to be single day options. So you can buy a, sh- a ticket for uh, Saturday. You can buy a ticket for Sunday or you can buy a ticket for both. So hopefully by the time the audience hears this, it's up and running. It's uh, yeah. Cause right now it shows It'll be up and running available soon. Nice. So what's, what are the daily rates? What's the weekend rate? Do you know off the top of your head? Yep. So it's 20 bucks today. Um, for entrance, which, you know, of course, uh, from a general local card show is what I would say generally expensive. Um, but, you know, keeping in mind, it's in Fenway Park all day long. Sure. There is a, uh, you know, an allure to the location and, of course, a cost that comes to the location. So 20 bucks a day for the weekend. Um, vendors are limited to a maximum of two tables so that we were able to, con- to make sure that we got as many, ve- in, you know, unique vendors into the space. Uh, there will be food and beverage available on the Truly Terrace all day long, um, which we're super excited about. And we do expect to have uh, a nice array of talent in the room. Um, some surprised, some will be announced, um, but we expect some, you know, some Red Sox talent, uh, you know, veterans, um, some local celebrities. And of course, uh, as you, as people have come to, uh, to be, or come to know our Causeway shows usually bring with them some, some fun surprise guests as well. Yeah, because this has been the one like selling point I've been telling people because we just started talking about the Fenway show ourselves and that was the big thing. Like, well, how big is the show? How many tables? I was like, you know, I'm sure it's going to be a decent sized show, although I wasn't expecting 500 tables, like 100. But I did say, like, if you look at the Causeway stuff and the things you guys have done and with the group behind you, like to me, I'm actually surprised. I kind of thought you were going to say 50 bucks a day. So I'm, I'm good with 20 because if you're going to run into people, you've got signers. Um, and plus, what is the what is the discount? Here's really what I'm interested in. I know Chris personally almost. What is the Almost. what is the discount? That's really well, here's here's the thing you've yet to mention, Chris. Two of your biggest guests, Mike and Jesse, are going. Are you going? There. I was going right. to wait till Chris came on to announce. You are going. I've been tr- go. I've been trying to twist his arm to get him to go. The boys yes. are coming. The oh, boys I'm definitely are coming going to town. Somebody, you know what? My grandmother, real selfish, died a week early. If she had just held out till May, I got to fly out Wednesday. If she just held out another month. Don't act like you don't love another excuse to go. I to could Boston. have two for one this trip. That's fine. Still a business right off. Yeah, we'll definitely be there. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, she took one for the team. Well, and uh, one other, I mean, as you guys know, with the Causeway show, we certainly fully anticipate and fully plan and do plan on building plenty of nightlife and entertainment around the show. There'll nice. be plenty to do at night. Uh, Steve Aoki's in town. He'll be at the show. He'll be playing all of our venues as well. Um, so there will be plenty to do. We'll have, you know, a nice itinerary for everybody. That's, of course, optional, but you know, we'll give you a breakdown of all of our locations, who's playing at them, what restaurants are available, uh, and really make sure that if you're coming in from out of town, uh, that you're able to experience everything that Boston has to offer, everything that Big Night has to offer, um, and then, you know, really make for a great weekend in the city. Very cool. Nice. So off here, I want to, I actually do want to pick your brain for a minute too. I want to do like a, some sort of a giveaway for our listeners, like a certain amount of tickets. We'll just buy them from you and throw them up on our site. Like our Facebook group and Instagram, for some reason lately, the socials have taken off. I definitely want to like promote that or even just the listeners here, however we do it. Yeah. But we'll have to like get like some sort of a ticket plan and giveaway. Cause I actually think a, a, a chunk of our audience, obviously with the Simmons crowd is in the Northeast. So I have a feeling we'll have a bunch of people there. I have a theory that there are more fans of cards in the state of Massachusetts than any other state. 
was the best Jeff, state. It's a, it's a really healthy collector community out here in New England. Yeah, um, it definitely seems like that. Really, a lot of our guests are from New England. I mean, granted, Mike, yourself, Bill, you know, and there are actually a number of other guys. I can't think of their names on the top of my head, but we have had most guys from Boston, I would say, of any other state or city. We're going to give you guys a little care package. We're going to send you guys out some card vault hats, some official card Whoa. vault gear. Do you have what si size? Yeah. What do, size do these go up to? The hats. What's the biggest size? Uh, Snapback adjustable. Oh, whoa. You're good. Jesse's good. I don't know if you can tell by there. He's got a pretty I'm, big brain. I'm so. really prepared to wear that hat. It looks good. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, awesome. So, yeah, we're <laughs> looking forward to going. Like I said, we'll have details up by the time the audience hears this. We'll have some uh, some ticket giveaways, some entry giveaways. Is it all just standard rates, by the way, to get in the 20 bucks? Is there a VIP thing or anything like that? Yeah, we haven't built any packages. And in our experience with the shows, you know, you start to inject and create some confusion with multiple levels and packages. So we're going to keep it pretty clean. Twenty okay. bucks a day. Nice. Um, I like that. White. We're all. I like. We're all in the same. Well, it's easy to give away. Yeah. So we'll just do. We'll just buy some and just give them away to the audience. So yeah, we'll have details posted up on our socials after the show, guys. So just tune in for that. So there you go. Oh, actually, I got to ask you now too. I was high on the Nets because I'm an idiot, and I invested a bunch of money in Durant like a schmuck. Are the Celtics taking the series, or am I just getting? out of my head here it's it's i'll say this it's one of the most exciting and anticipated series first round series that we've seen in the nba in a long time um we've got you know the current first ballot hall of famers and and kd and Kyrie taking on like the new wave of of superstars and and tatum and brown um i think the celtics are bringing something to the table that they haven't in a lot of years i do like the celtics in this series i think it's going to be a long series but it's tough to it's tough to go against KD in a in a long series because you saw what he did last year. You know he can put he he can put an entire team away by himself. So I like the Celtics. I'm a little bit biased, but I do feel like they're over the hump that they they had to overcome last year. Uh, but it's an amazing series this early in the playoffs. Here's another random question, just to end on a card note. I know you said Bowman's kind of what brought you in the prospecting, which actually was my big thing. 2016 Bowman Chrome, which was Vlad Soto and Tatis. We had to rip those at cost because we couldn't sell them for six hundred dollars a case. Now yeah. they're six thousand a box. That's fine. Could we just bump. had the we just had the red Vlad go off uh, last night on Premiere. It did over half a million dollars. Unbelievable. <laughs> so we pulled an orange Acuna out of twenty seventeen Bowman, very next release, and Kevin Maytan was the guy. Everybody was so excited about this stupid seventeen year old kid who ended up doing nothing. We pulled this orange Acuna. The guy was like, whatever, didn't even care. Um, I, I asked this to say though. So any prospects you're high on now, Sox prospects or just in general kind of guys flying under the radar you're trying to load up on? Yeah, so I, I think Tristan Cassius is uh, is someone that we're all super excited about here for the Red Sox, um, for you know the future of the Red Sox. A lot of people are talking about Meyer and and his upside as a young prospect, but I think Cassius is, is really the guy to look out for, at least in the short term. Um, really excited to see Julio Rodriguez make his debut this year. Um, I think that kid's a five tool stud. Um, and the other kid that I was really, really excited about, um, and didn't expect to have an opportunity to see this quickly. Uh, and unfortunately due to injury, he got delayed a little bit, but that's Riley green. Um, yeah, Riley finally. Green, yeah, Riley green was, was going to make a, a big splash early on this year and obviously broke his foot, but we'll see him this year. And I think he's going to be 
a big part of the league's future and definitely Detroit's. Nice. Well, there you go, Chris. We appreciate the time, man. And, uh, you know, we'll probably do something else too in the weeks leading up to the Fenway show and make sure we pump that up a little bit more. So uh, we appreciate the time, man. Thank you. Yeah, man. Thank Thank you guys for having me. Love what you're doing. I'm a big fan and I'm always, uh, always a listener. So uh, I'll look forward to chatting with you guys soon. Awesome. Appreciate it, Chris. All right. So there you go, guys. That was Chris Costa, the managing partner of Big Night Sports, who is under the Big Night Entertainment umbrella, umbrella, the biggest nightclub scene event. Are they hiring us? Wait a minute. I don't (laughs) want to say for sure. You know, it's interesting. I've actually never even, I bet I can count on one hand the amount of times I've been to a bar in Boston. I left when I was 21. Oh, we were always like 30 minutes north. Like we used to go to a place called Beantown Pub and drink and shoot pool. When I was like 21, I went there like three or four times and a couple other places. It's like one of those places that only serves like beer or something like that. Only Guinness, kid. (laughs) You don't Uh, smoke mobs. You're not allowed. Here's the thing. When you go back up there on this trip this week, do you have any free time when you're not doing family stuff? Yeah, I'm going to Comic Book Palace. I already <laughs> told my wife. Mean. Oh, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm hitting a couple card shops when I'm up there. Do people know what we're talking about? Comic Book Palace was the place that I you talked, talked about, about in the last episode yeah, or something. The, where the original card shop. Where you got I looked in. So, correct. So a guy reached out, uh, Dan. His last name is Shabbat. I either went to school with his family or my sisters went to school because I knew Shabbat's. Yeah. Anyways, Dan reached out. He's like, dude, this guy, this place is still open. And then I showed you the video. I was like, guy, not only is this guy still alive, Looks great. He's like gotten like <laughs> compared to when you first saw him, he did not look as great. And what you're saying is yeah, now he's in better he shape now great. than he was 15, uh, 20 years. That's 20, shoot, that's 25 years ago. Gastric bypass. There was an, okay, I, you don't know about that. Calm down. <laughs> and then uh, there was another shop though in the next town over I used to go to, Will's Cards. I did look, that is not open. And Will was quite a bit older. I'm, I'm guessing mm. he's probably gone at this point. So That is pretty cool, though, that that place would still be open. Yeah, I'm definitely going there. And I heard there's another place in Haverhill that opened up. So I'll go I'll go to both places. I Very should have asked Chris about coming to the to the uh, the vault. But that's see, that's the other thing, too. Gillette is on the other side of the world from where I stay. I'm on the north side. What's funny is, like, when I went out there, like, there's nothing really around Gillette. It seems no. like, yeah, it's pretty that's like what he out said. in the middle of nowhere. That's why, like, that strip mall they're in is probably a great location. There's not much else yeah, there. Nothing so. to do. All yeah. right. So there you go. Uh, we'll have some details posted up over the next couple of days about those tickets. I guess if they're going on sale tomorrow, we should just post them up tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, as soon as sense. they are up. Okay. Yeah. They, so we'll do that. Um, that means baseball before we are they sending baseball. a jet for us. <laughs> That's what I read into that. He, Chris is he, flying us up when he Does, said he was going to give us the tickets. He looked at me specifically at the camera, but me and he winked and there was like a little glimmer in his eye. And it said to me, Jets on the way. You don't do well around like good looking dudes. <laughs> I've noticed that. You get a little. I never said he was good looking. I never said that. You just said he was he's good looking. He had backwards. He's got a glimmer no. in his eye for you. <laughs> that was just because of an affection of friendship. And that's all that's that was. That's what it was. Okay. And this big night on a hotel down downtown. <laughs> Who's comping oh, yeah, those rooms? We do need rooms. Okay. Uh, so now what are we doing? I don't even, I've lost track. So before we get into baseball wax, that's the thing that we're going to talk about. You want to do up. news? I, no, no, no. Okay. I have a baseball question for you. That's real. Before you came into the office, I got here a little early. I started doing a little research for the news segment. Okay. And I also pulled up a few baseball cards just to see how guys are doing so far this year. And, you know, typically I like to pull up some of the quote unquote goats along with the other players. And I pulled up trout and I was okay. checking his pricing. Trout's pricing, 2011 rookie card, twenty six hundred dollars for the what base. rookie card? That, I'm guessing it's I'm sorry, a top twenty eleven top PSA update. 10? Yep. Okay. PSA ten, twenty six hundred dollars is what this card is currently going for, and that is essentially over the last six months, 
right That's around low, where right? it's been. I mean, it's compared before six, that. Oh yeah, before that it had been a little bit higher. Like in the last year, he had gotten up to forty five hundred. Um, but over the last six months, it's on the lower side. By the it way, before that, goes, it was eight thousand a year and a half ago. It went absolutely insane. That's hard to believe. Yeah, but um, but okay. So twenty six hundred dollars, mm-hmm. still a good amount of money, for, especially when you consider this is a base card. And there's 5,600 of them. That was my next question. Okay. So. To put that in perspective, by the way, that's the same pop as Jason Tatum's Prism that sells for 250 So, so okay. Mm-hmm. Otani. Yep. Otani is very good, right? He's had a, yeah, he had a, he's had some glimmers of greatness. Last season, he was unbelievable. Very MVP. good last year. Oh, well, yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Um, Had 156 strikeouts. He was 11th in the league. Yeah. He had 46 46- <laughs> Uh, home runs, Ridiculous. more home runs than Trout has ever had in any season. Mm-hmm. While pitching, by the way. <laughs> While pitching. Why is Otani, his 2018 Topps Chrome, why is his PSA 10 only $225? What's the pop? 3600 Less than. Yeah, so there's a couple differences, right? Otani, again, you have only been in the hobby since Otani's been relevant, That's too. That's fair, yep. But he's like if, if Otani got hurt tomorrow, mm-hmm. he's forgot he had a year and a half of greatness. Trout has had a decade of being the best player in the game. He doesn't have the time in to have not that even kind close. Of value. Trout could never take another pitch and is a first ballot Hall of Famer, mm-hmm. probably a top ten ish talent of all time. Okay, Otani is not top hundred all time because he doesn't have he he's not he's played less than probably overall mm-hmm. like career wise. I bet he's played less than three full seasons. So I kind of thought that was going to be your explanation, and that okay. makes sense. So the question being, do you think at that price level, that is necessarily a bad price? And to help you answer that question, if you'll look right here at this graph, you can see. Card ladder graph? I'm looking at it. Buddy. You can see where his pricing is right now, right. about 225 where it has been over the last year. Mm-hmm. Given what you know about him and his performance, do you think that what his pricing is at for this card Am I getting in too low, too high? Yeah, this seems like on the lower side of things. If you could get this card in the 200 to 225 range, mm-hmm. it's a pretty decent buy. Uh, the other nice thing about this, I don't think you're going to see the pop continue to explode because most of these are graded at this point. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, it, it it has shown huge upside, right? Like it was selling for five $600 not that long ago. Mm-hmm. I think there's upside there. The other X factor with Otani is the team... Obviously, we're 10 games in. The team's six and four. Yep. They're playing winning baseball to a degree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and he's also the type of guy, he's going to strike out 15 guys one game this year and then hit back-to-back homers after that, and there's going to be a frenzy for a week. Yes. I like that aspect of Otani because I think there's, yeah, we don't talk about him a ton. I do think there's interesting short-term plays with him for that. So with all that being the case, yep. now let's talk about grading. Okay. So we know that PSA 10 is the equivalent of a BGS 9.5? Correct. Both are gem and an SGC 9.5? Nope. SGC 10. 10. Okay. Yep. So then, if that's the case, the BGS 10... Well, that's not comparable, though. I'm sorry. BGS 9.5, excuse Thank me. Thank you. Is $150 mm-hmm. versus, again, the 10... 225. 225. What's the SGC 10? Is it on here or no? So, I had to look that one up separately. So, SGC 10 is going for $150. Same as BGS. So, same as BGS. Yes. Yeah. Which is so, about which is about the norm, by the way. SGC oh, is not awesome. only caught up; it's in general past it. But yeah, but so that's my question: is am I like crazy to get a hundred and fifty dollar SGC ten 
because I can go on eBay right now. Best offer, $150. Right. I, I, to me, it seems like this is a no brainer and I'm kind of shocked that they're selling for this right now, but it, it, should I not be, am I missing something obvious? I mean, I think it's a safe play, but at the same time, to me, it's like, yeah, that could 10 to 20% jump if yeah. something good happens. But I we've mean, looking at the, in the, the last year, again, this is after the card market, you know, spike of March. Yeah. But this is last year when he was doing things we'd never seen before. You're, sure. you're, you're comparing to last summer, his performance last summer was something the game has literally never seen. So you can't compare anything to that. That's what I mean. Well, it's, my thinking is just that he's obviously also significantly come down from there. And to your point that all he needs to do is basically have like one moment where one he, week like that, yeah, where sure. he just had. So I think he's a good short term play. You just got to be ready to move it quick. If you, if he, if he has a week like that. Yeah. I'm not waiting like, Oh, well what if he has a year like this? Yeah. I'm moving him in the interim real quick. Okay. That's, That's a good question. That's a solid question. I like That's, that. I, I was actually, I was thinking I wanted to probably get some Otanis and that's okay. what I was looking at. I just wanted to see your thinking. I'll tell you somebody else, the audience needs to be on the lookout for if you're holding them or if you were looking to buy, uh, Acuna is starting his AAA rehab. It looks like tomorrow. So at some point in the near future, he'll be back. I do want to talk baseball wax now though. Yes. We've now teased this for 20, for 35 minutes and two weeks. <laughs> yes. So. Two weeks prior to that. Um, um, I've we're got talking, baseball. Tell so we're talking 2022 baseball. Jesse has the calendar. Mm -hmm. Like, here's just some things to look out for going forward. Obviously, right now, Tops Inception's the big one. Mm -hmm. um, my dad's calling me again. Don't Two love, in a row? Don't love that. Is it back-to-back? -back? No, he's okay. called a couple times today. Okay, though. but not back-to-back. Dad back. listens to the show, um, so don't call during the show. Dad. <laughs> he doesn't know. We move our time all the time. Yeah. So, yeah, we, like, here's kind of a breakdown of what is a general idea of what these products have to offer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, which ones do I personally like? Kind of what can you look for, et cetera. So let's hit this. Well, already, we already had this on the release week. There is a Topps product coming out this week, the 2022 Topps Archive Signature Series. Yep. So Topps Archive Signature, it's a one-card uh, buyback. So it's older cards that have been signed after they were pack-released, mm -hmm. and they put them in a one-touch and they sell them. I don't personally love it. Although the fact that it's cheap and it has big names available, I'm going to guess you can get boxes for in the $50 to $60 range. $90 range. Way too high. Yeah, see that? I'm when that. you say a one-touch, what is that? Just a magnetic holder that oh, clicks together. okay. It's fine, but there's there's way too many 2 to $4 autos in there for me to spend 90 bucks chasing the Trout, the Griffey, whoever. Okay. Um, see, I'm not a big fan of buyback autos like that anyways. It used to be a very, very cheap product. I didn't now, hate it. But I noticed they've got both a archive signature and then they've got the archive signature series retired. Retired, which is the same exact thing, but with retired players. I don't love that either, unless you can get them cheap. They're saying they cost the same in this yeah, case. Yeah, and I think when those come out, they'll actually be cheaper than they are today. Okay. Yep. All right, so that's your the most recent When does that come? That comes out uh, Wednesday, by the way. Yes, the 20th. Yep. Um, there's another one on here, Topps Big League Baseball Hobby and Collector. I, I don't even know what Big League is. No okay. Because yep. it's only $40. It's got, I, oh. I think it's one of those cheap ones. Yep. It says Hobby Box on here, but it's 18 packs per box. This is like the kids cards. stuff, collector stuff, card okay. set stuff. Yeah. Nope. Next. All right. So don't care about that one. Next in the line is, uh, as of Friday, you've got Panini Prism Collegiate Draft Picks Baseball. Okay. This is an interesting one. Not Now, Panini stuff, by the way, anything Panini and baseball is non-licensed, mm -hmm. so you will not have team logos. The interesting thing about this is this product is literally just predicated on the previous draft. Well, 2021 draft is doing huge money because of the draft class. Almost all, if not all of those guys have signed in here. You get a bunch of autos, a box. 
What kind of price is that? Like 175? No, 125. Yeah, that's not bad because some of that stuff you get the snakeskin inserts, autos, you get like the the greens number to five, the one on one vinyls. It's not a bad product if you're okay with collegiate uniform, non licensed stuff. But if you're chasing guys from the prior draft, so again, you would be chasing 2021 draft guys in that. Gotcha. Okay, this one that's does cheap have- though. By the way, if they're 125 retail too. You can usually get those cheaper from people like in general. So what is the name of this card series right here where it's got the multicolor like paint explosion? That's the, in the color background? blast. The color blast. Yes. Yeah, so you can I get the collegiate like color blast. Those will sell pretty good. Okay. Yep. All right. So that's your next product. Again, okay. that's this Friday. Um, yeah. We, for 120. Like that's cheap. Let's see. Next up. You don't care about leaf. You said no leaf. Yep. Uh, Onyx vintage. Nope. Okay. So Panini Donruss Baseball, 2022. Yeah, very, very cheap. I'm not a fan of Donruss Baseball. Other stuff I like. Donruss Baseball, not so much. Although okay. they do have some audit, like the Whammy. They have some other inserts that are okay. Mm-hmm. The one thing it has going for it is very, very inexpensive. And it has big name autos on the checklist. But again, non-licensed. But it's it's good that it's in the wheelhouse of people who can only spend a few bucks. So that, that, for that, I like it. So what do you think is cheap though? 125 because that's what it is. Yeah, and again, that's one you'll see breakers and other guys have it way less than a hundred bucks, ninety bucks. Okay, you can get you'll be able to get that one at a pretty good price. So if guys care, that comes out a week from Friday. Okay. Um, next product up is going to be, uh, let's see, a lot of leaf, and then twenty twenty two Bowman baseball hobby and jumbo. So we're not going to talk about Bowman, Bowman Chrome, Bowman Draft. Those are the three all prospect. Got it. We need to do a separate show on those three. Got but it. But for now, let's hold off. Yep. I'm not prepared. Um, you got to research that. I haven't done it yet. Another Panini Donruss Diamond Kings baseball. Yeah, Diamond Kings, again, cheap, but it has like the the parallels, some cool autos, some cool patch cards. What's the price on that? 100 bucks. So that comes out on May 11th, and a box is $100. Yep. Yeah, and you'll get those even cheaper. Again, it's it, that one is a lot cooler looking than Donruss okay. and even cheaper. So I don't hate that for the price. Uh, next up, you've got the Tops Tribute Baseball. Yeah, so Tribute's a little more expensive. Was it three, four hundred bucks a box? So that one again comes out May eleventh, yep. uh, and that is four hundred and fifty dollars a box. Yeah, all acetate, three autos, three patch cards. Is it still the breakdown. Uh, let's see. It has three autos, three relic cards. Yep. Mm-hmm. The tough thing with that price point is, to me, that's a break product only. Awesome looking cards. You'll have some awesome dual cards. The booklets in there are unbelievable, like crazy jumbo patch autos. Mm-hmm. I would never rip a box personally, but I would buy into breaks of the guys I like. Okay. Um, but it is an awesome car. Acetate autos, you know, game use jumbo patch. Autos. Very nice product. But for the value and for the, the low end hits you got, you're going to get, mm-hmm. it's not worth the money to rip personally. Uh, next up would be TriStar nope. Autograph Baseball. Yeah, it's a knockoff. Panini Select Baseball. Yeah, again, so everybody's familiar with Select. With baseball, I don't like it because it's not licensed. So, yeah, okay, you know, kind of buy or, buy at your own risk. Anybody who cares, it comes out May eighteenth for about two hundred dollars on blowout right now. Okay. Um, after that, we've got Top Sterling baseball. Top Sterling is crazy expensive. Was it like twelve hundred a box? Uh, no, thousand a box. Nine fifty. Nine fifty. Two cards only, though. You get two mini boxes with one card each. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Crazy nice stuff. You can hit unbelievable cut autos, dual autos. If you are looking to buy high-end singles after the fact, that is one of the nicest products of the year. Like Sterling is awesome. Uh, super vet heavy. You got rookies as well. They're themed boxes too. So you'll open up the master box mm-hmm. and it'll be like 1990s all-stars and uh, rookies, you know, on the other box. And you'll get one card of each. It seems like you could get burned pretty hard though. You can, Oh, for sure you can. 
but it's that's a high roller product. Yeah. The cool thing about that is you can buy into like single box breaks at a thousand bucks, not that expensive. Thirty five bucks a spot for a random team, mm-hmm. and it's again, it's just. A Trout Griffey Dual Auto, seventy five hundred bucks out of there. Hank Aaron, it's a crazy nice product. Nice, okay. Um, let's see. Next up, twenty twenty two tops Gypsy Queen. Yeah, so Gypsy Queen's like a set. Um, I'm saying the yeah after everyone. By the way, <laughs> thanks to you and Ted Speaker, jerks. I don't even um, notice it. You're looking for your SPs. Where it gets interesting too, and I should have mentioned this with all of this product. Where it gets interesting with a lot of the stuff is the checklist. Wander is a rookie. I think is going to be a rookie in almost everything we see this year. That's massive. Bruhan for the Rays mass is going to be a good rookie. O'Neill Cruz for the Pirates, a good rookie. Uh, Jaron Duran for the Sox is a good rookie. Kalenic is going to be a rookie in some of these as well. Even if his cards don't say rookie and everything, he didn't have a lot until the second half of last year. So, but the wander factor is going to be massive. Is he a rookie in all of this stuff, which I think he's going to be in at least some of it. He had patch autos and inception that sold crazy high. So that's also a big factor is checklist in these things. Okay. Um, that one is going to be $140 on May 20th. Yeah. So gypsy scheduled. queen, you're looking for like the SPs, the photo variations, really cool set though. Okay. Uh, next up some, we don't have official dates, but sometime in May you've got Oh, wait, uh, Topps Chrome. That's not Bowman. So yep, Topps Chrome. So Topps okay. Chrome will be all the rookies, not prospects. So Topps Chrome Platinum Anniversary Hobby, and then uh, Baseball Light as well. Yeah, so all variations of basically the same product. Um, but Topps Chrome, again, you're going to have the Wander Topps Chrome card. Huge. Yep. Uh, the other guys as well. Yeah, Topps Chrome is going to be big. This year. Does it have a price on there or nothing yet? Uh, $225 as of right now. That's and then actually, the light is 155. That's actually cheaper than I thought it was going to be 225. That's not a bad price, actually. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. I've noticed that a couple of times where, cause almost always lately prices are more than what we're expecting. Right. So I'm surprised, happy to hear that it's less. Than well, especially if Wander's a rookie and all that stuff. Like that's the type of thing. Yeah. That, you know, it could be huge in a couple of years. Uh, 2022 tops definitive baseball. Oh, definitive is beautiful. 10 cards on card autos. What's that going for a box? That's got to be crazy. Wow. Expe- 1700. What do you think it should be going for 2000. Okay. That was close. Yeah. Definitive is awesome. Again, s- single box breaks, PYTs, Beautiful cards, dual, triple autos. Eight cards in this one, at least. Oh, eight cards. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. It's an awesome product. Like Definitive and Sterling are the two monster tops, single. Yeah. Very, very nice. Six auto or autograph and two, relics and then two relic cards. Yep. Okay, cool. Uh, again, we they're, they're saying 525, May 25th. So yep. we'll see. Um, let's see. This is going to be a two-parter. Okay. Next on the list is... Top Series 2 Baseball 2022. Yeah, it's your flagship stuff. So you got to see, wait and see who the rookies are. You're chasing base rookies. Okay. Um, $130 as of now, but yeah, that could, before now, yeah. That could explode if you have prospects that come up and, and are going to be in it, or it could be total dog crap if there's no rookies to chase. Okay. Uh, let's see. Tops Museum Collection. Beautiful product. Okay. Beautiful. You're a buyer on Tops? I love museum. It's got okay. the gold frame, silver framed autos. Uh, again, it's almost like a tribute. It's very expensive. You can hit really, really nice stuff. That's why breaking became so popular too. A lot of the stuff I would never just buy boxes of because the chance of hitting are rough. Mm-hmm. But for a fraction of the price, I can just buy the teams I want and chase them. But again, um, pricing is probably going to change between now and then. You so think pricing on this what three fifty a box? Exactly. Did you know that? 
You no, look like you were looking in, into your mind for that answer. Well, I've broke. I mean, again, I'm familiar with some of this stuff. He, that's where it gets weird, though. What are the rookies doing by the time that comes out? Yeah. We know Wander's a beast. Have two or three other guys popped as well? Because then all of a sudden you've got some some serious chases, and that product could go way up. That's an awesome product, though. I got a picture of the Wander card or one of the Wander cards in that product. It looks cool. Put it up on the screen. I want to see this. Don't tell me what to do. Can you please put up on the screen, Jesse Woods? Oh, Boy Gibson? that's so nice. Oh, yeah, so there's your base auto. So I would expect if that's the case, he's going to have autos and everything. He'll have the framed auto. He'll have, who else you got in there? What's the other one? Yeah, Jeter. Yeah, they put they put everybody in museum, which Mookie is awesome. Betts and Machado. Is that Manny Machado? Is that how you pronounce it? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, all right, so there's your museum. Next up on the list would be pristine baseball. Everyone heard your monster can be. Just finished some, oh, pristine's back this year. I don't know much about it. Can you bring it up on the screen? I can do that. Yes. I remember Topps Pristine when I was a kid. $450 a box. I can tell you that first off. Uh, let's see. It used to have a graded card with it. Doesn't really show much as far as two on card autos, one autograph relic per box, 10 base card refractors, five inserts, and then basically three hits. So two on card autos, one autograph relic. Interesting. Does it have a picture of the card? No. Oh, I mean, it's got, I guess, this one card. Oh, it looks like old school Topps Pristine where it's encased. Wander in it. Yeah, again, the numbered wander stuff in case. That's a little steep on the price to me for a first-year product like that. But we'll see what it does when it releases. You're talking mid-June, so. That's interesting, though. The note That's on cool. it's says back, by the way. making its long-awaited return to stores in February of 2022. A little bit off on that. When it was. That, that, was that was an awesome product when I was younger. Okay. Um, interesting. Let's see. June also brings us 2022 Tops Tier 1 Baseball. Tier one's okay. What's the price? Two fifty a box. Uh, two twenty five. Okay. A lot of sticker autographs. A lot of just kind of plain relics. It's it's an okay product. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a lot cheaper than a lot of the other stuff we just talked about. Um, again, it's kind of one I'm not ripping personals of though. Uh, you, there's way too many super super low end hits for me to chase. Okay. I tell you what. Let's finish out like the month of July. Is there a ton left in, between mm -hmm. now and then? There's a number. We probably were going to skip mailbag if we do that. Let's just finish June. Then. All right. Don't so then after, that. Uh, after top tier one, you've got tops complete baseball factory set. Oh, just sets. Yep. Okay. Um, that's $70. If anyone cares as of right now, let's see 2022 uh, top stadium club baseball. I like stadium club and then they'll, they'll release stadium club Chrome as well. 125 a box. They're going at 180 right now. Oh, wow. Okay. A little bit more than I was thinking. Stadium Club's awesome. You've got good photo variations, different sets. Obviously, you're chasing rookies, but they have a lot of big vet autos in there as well. Mm -hmm. um, it's not a terrible... The other thing is you can grade your way out of that still. Like Stadium Club rookies, you can grade out quick and early. So, I don't... I mean, under 200 bucks, that's not a bad one. I, two autos a box. How does this work right now where I can go on... Like, I'm on Blow... Man, I wish Blowout would pay us. We talk about them so much. Um... They, I can Why don't we start talking about somebody else until one of them decides to pay us? I'm, I'm fair with your that. Lead. $180 add to cart. Uh, it has a feature where I can go ahead and buy it right now. You can lock up a pre-sale. So, yep. okay. So I could actually go I ahead think you only and have to buy put this like, now. You have to put like 10% down or something. Gotcha. So if we're if you're thinking these guys are going to blow up, you can actually still go out and get it right now. All right. Um, let's see. After that one... What do we do? We did Stadium Club. Then you've got uh, 2022 Tops Archive Signature Series Retired uh, yeah, we Player. Talk, talked about that at the beginning. Yep. Okay. Then what do we have for a date? Uh, we in July? Uh, actually, that I'm sorry. That was our first one going into July. So, yeah. Let's pick up at July then. 
Okay. Yeah. Uh, point being with a lot of this baseball coming up, uh, the nice thing with tops is almost all of these things, again, aside from Bowman, Bowman, Chrome, Bowman draft, which mm-hmm. we will do a separate episode on. We need to, we need to get, we need to get a draft guy on here, like a prospect guy. Cause that, there is a lot of, I mean, like Chris said, that is how a lot of us came in and made our money. Um, Rookie class has a lot to do with it. What are these kids doing? What are the big rookies? We know what Wander is, but is there anybody behind him? Or are there five other guys who have come out of nowhere? That will dictate a lot of this pricing. And then just, it's important just to look at checklist guys. You assume like, oh, I'm chasing the Mariners because Griffey has autos. And then some of these products, he doesn't. So you just have to be careful with the checklist, I would say. Something important. And then just... Again, even if you like a product, does that mean you have to buy boxes? Some of them are good to just stash away. Some of them are good to rip. Other times, you know, chase the singles or just decide to build. Again, that's why breaks have become so popular. You can get them for a, a fraction and only pay for what you're actually chasing. So cool. there you go. I want to hear some news. Um, I news. want news. <laughs> news time is going to bring it. Oh, yeah. I didn't even do the thing. Uh, a straight facts, homie. You Tom switched Brokaw. up real quick there. Tom Brokaw. Okay. Uh, I talked to you about this, but we haven't talked about it on the show. The sale of Brady's not quite last oh, football right. uh, voided. has been voided. Yep. Granted, I thought at first it was like, oh, that's nice. You know, they finally, you know, the, the auction house did it. Apparently he did get a, the buyer did get a lawyer involved and it did come down to actually the wording mm-hmm. in the, the purchase. It said, at the time, it was an honest description. It basically had said, um, uh, described as his last one. But if they had put in as of now, they would have been covered. They wouldn't really have any recourse. Like, uh, But because they didn't and just said last one, then it was wrong. Cause so literally just, just because of grading, uh, wording verbiage. Yeah, and it because I mean, and what was really icing on the cake is when this auction ended, it was less than 24 hours later when Brady that. had come out and said, yeah, I'm back. So, uh, so there you go. Anybody who's curious what happened to that guy, uh, the buyer did get taken care of. Um, interesting. I had one piece of news too, from a hobby standpoint. Oh, okay. Um, it looks like, so HGA Tyler, who owned and started that thing Mm -hmm. announced last week, he sold out. And I believe now the next announcement is they're kind of closed. They are, they are holding, they are like holding off on grading right now. They are sold to a grading company, didn't they? Or no, they sold to. So I'm not super prepared for this like I should be. Basically, they sold to one of their investors. Armstrong, maybe? That's a, That name sounds really familiar. throw that into your little Google box. But then right after, he's, within a week after the sale, or him selling out or being bought out, whatever it was, looked like they basically like, hey, we're holding off on grading as of right now and retooling, revamping, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, you know... I don't know. I don't know what to make of that. I think we're going to see more of these grading companies kind of go belly up like that. Um, well, I mean, if it, it doesn't sound like they went belly up if he was able to sell it. I don't know. If they. I assume he made money. I don't know if anybody else did. but I don't know if he did. I'm not sure. Yeah. I, did. I heard some mixed reviews on that. But What did you um, hear? What are you not saying? Yeah. I had kind of a private conversation, wait. so I don't want to be non-private about that. But yeah. Uh, but again, if you're so if you're in the HGA space, I would just say, you know, <laughs> wait and see. I don't know. I wouldn't be sending cards there. Um, I don't but that's for a, these private conversations that's you're not a, sharing on the air. That's a danger with a lot of these grading companies though. Like they pop up and it's fun and it's cool and whatever. But like in five years, if these companies aren't around. Well, like, how like, many, yeah. How many of these, what grading, are your cards worth then? I wonder how many card companies or grading companies have started over the last oh, year. Too, way too many. Yeah. It's, it is kind of crazy how many of you guys have reached out to us. Like, Hey, can you just talk about our, I know, we get the, 
by the way, we do have a new deal with SGC. So we're going to get 20 free five day grades. Oh yeah. 10 to we 20 a month. That. We need to do a big giveaway with that too. Um, we'll yes. figure out how to, we should do that like next week or something. Yeah. That'd be cool. It starts in April. I'm going to use, actually, I'm not giving away April. I'm using myself. I can tell you that. We're using that for straight facts home, or for uh, our capital nonsense. We got a box of 1990 Marvel in that we're going to rip tomorrow and put out on YouTube. We're going to grade a ton of that stuff. That's like the only way to do it with that. I'm, I couldn't tell you that. It, that is the most I'm excited. excited I've been. Other than the pop century stuff, this is actually very We paid exciting. $650 for the box, not $600. I did note that wrong. Um, we'll rip it tomorrow. We'll figure out what we want to grade. And then when stuff comes back, we'll sell it. But I'm actually pretty pumped about that. But going forward, that will be one of the big giveaways for listeners. We'll do free five day grading for, you know, starting in May for 20 people. Yeah. Probably like one card per person. Like if you win a contest or something. That is really cool. Um, so a couple other news worthy events going on. Um, PSA put out their March numbers as far as what's been being graded, what's being sent in. Interesting enough, two hockey guys hockey. getting added to that list. Gretzky? No. Uh, two players I have never heard of, and I kind of question if you have. Connor McDavid. Uh, one is a current player, so I'm guessing you don't know this one. 2020, uh, and this is the second uh, most sent-in card in March. So 2020 upper deck, Kyril Kaprizov? Yeah, K. 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 Only two. Only two. <laughs> Oh, God, I have so many things I'm not going to say. Number uh, number ten on that list is also a hockey guy, Mario Lemieux. Sure, 1985. Super Mario. Yep. Okay, so you know no, that, neither of these. Uh, no, no, Mario. That's, that oh, was you his, did. Yep, Super Mario. He okay. played with Gretzky. Uh, well, he played played at the same time as Gretzky. I just find that really interesting, considering as how ho- hockey is still like very low down on the list of overall cards being sent in. Like there's baseball, basketball, football. This is the order of most cards being sent in. And then like seventh is hockey. So, hmm. uh, yeah, I don't know what has set that uh, those specific cards off. But guys, if you're interested and you got some, they, they may be going up in value shortly. Cool. Um, then there's a couple other things. The overall sentiment of grading in America. Or I'm not, I'm sorry, collecting in America. What is this from? This is an article from Sports Collectors Daily. Okay. It's just, it's just about grading people, Americans' opinion on, not grading, I keep saying that, collecting in America. And I found it interesting. Millennials. Are we millennials? 18, uh, yes, okay. we are millennials. We are not Gen Z, thank goodness. Um, but 18% of millennials collect trading cards of some kind. I thought that was pretty interesting. That's, That's way higher than I would have thought. Well, I mean... One in five I, people. Oh, I agree. Well, and not all people. Again, just millennials. So people Still, in our one in age five? range. That's what I thought was really interesting. I, I mean, I'd like to know these numbers. It was taken on a poll based on fifteen hundred people that they. It was they taken pulled, at the so. national. <laughs> <laughs> it was right outside of a card shop. Yeah. Um, no. So, but. Uh, that being the the case, there are still even Americans in total. Um, they said that twelve percent. Uh, are into trading cards. They collect trading cards of some kind. Also way higher than what I thought. Agreed. But uh, okay. just something to, uh. to take note of. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I, I don't think they're lying to us, but I, I just like think, the sound effect. That's when uh, you think someone's lying. You read it and you're like, uh, Jesse does the old, it's 12% of, uh, uh, and uh, I like you, Mike. Uh, when you're questioning what I'm telling, it makes me very nervous about whether I'm, displaying facts to our audience. However, 
I'm giving the best that other news outlets have also provided. So that's okay. as good as I can do. Um, lastly, this happened, <laughs> this happened a couple of weeks ago. We're friends now. Um, We're getting along. PSA, parent company. Uh, they're Collectors opening Universe. a vault. Yes. Yep. Um, but they also are now being valued. Uh, do you remember what they got? <laughs> Just talk. Do you? I am talking. If nine, you don't bring nine hundred million, Mike just got his laptop shut on him because you. If you do not stop pointing out all of my little foibles, I'm never going to be able to say anything. Oh God! All right. When Nat Turner bought out Card Collector Universe, do you remember how much he paid for it? Well, it was he, less he, than a billion dollars. He bought PSA, right? Oh, he bought Collectors Collectors the, Universe. Yeah, it was nine hundred million, right? Somewhere yeah, in that range. A little less, eight hundred fifty-three. Okay, it is now being valued three at to four billion, four point three billion dollars. You ever wonder what these valuations are made on? Like I, just made up. Some I, of these are. I'm not I saying that is, but I don't know. But I do know. Obviously, we can say that they've been bringing in talent. They brought in Card Ladder. They brought in Golden. You know, they've made acquisitions since then. Sure, but it is kind of crazy, like that this company they is growing so much. And the fact that the hobby in general is growing so much. So um good signs. Yeah, I think I I think that was also a newsworthy event just in the sense that if they're growing like that, we already know that um Fanatics is growing to mm-hmm. uh, outstanding amounts of I think what did we say the last time? It was almost thirty billion or something like that. I thought I'd heard that, yeah. Yeah. But anyways, it a lot of money. It's a lot of really good news for the card hobby, uh just in general. So there you go. I like it. Good news segment. Very solid. You did a great job. Do you job. have a comment that you would like to make? Though? I think you did a great job. That's you all I have You don't have any comments? Okay. Nope. Excellent. I got scalded when I made my last comment. <laughs> so I'm not commenting now. I'm taking the high road. You, how is that the high road by saying mean things and then just stop talking? <laughs> it was kind of funny. That's not the high road. Uh, <laughs> it's funny. You can laugh. It's okay. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, it's <laughs> good. Great so job. good. So good. <laughs> We've been going for a while, and unfortunately, I don't know how much time we have for mailbag. But do you want to throw in a few? How long no? have we gone? Uh, including the little break when Chris came through, we probably have gone a little over an hour five. Oh, let's go. We get ten minutes. Let's go. Let's bang um, out some mailbag. Let's see. Give the people, what they want. James Robles from the Facebook. Not a question. Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> When it starts out, not a question. Um, uh, you know what? I'm still going to read it. But can I give a shout out to my fifth graders, Woodridge Elementary from San Antonio, Texas. We have a sports card club where we meet once a week during lunch time to open packs. Many members uh, are into this group, have helped us by sending base cards. We listen to the podcast in our meetings. Thanks, Mike and Jesse. They listen to the podcast. You know what? We you know get what's these so guys. great about that? You couldn't listen to many podcasts that talk about cards or anything like that because there's going to be a lot of inappropriate words being used, not family-friendly language. Okay. I just appreciate that we can be listened to in an elementary school. Dude, fifth grade was brutal for me. I hated <laughs> my teacher. These guys are ripping packs and listening to podcasts. You know, um, what's that guy's name? James Robles. He's the teacher. Uh, it sounds like it. Tell James I want to do an Instagram live and rip them a free box. Tell him to reach out to us. We'll do one and when, during this when this club is live. I want to. I want in. I was a loser in school. I didn't have any friends. I so, want to be part so of the school so are. I can be friends. Woodridge Elementary from San Antonio, Texas. Shout out to you guys. Thanks so much for listening. That's awesome. Reach out to me, James. Uh, John Laveza. Mm-hmm. 
Is there any way that USFL players' cards will see heavy action in the spring? I don't think so. Uh, people are talking about this. I'd be surprised. I mean, maybe, but yeah, I, I, I just, I'm not buying it yet. Uh, Joel Brand, who would you buy more of right now, Tatum or Edwards? Those are my two guys. <laughs> Those are the two guys. Uh, so I would go Tatum because I actually have swayed. I think the Celtics are going to win this series, and I don't think the Timberwolves are. So I'm in on Tatum for that reason. And Tatum's much more proven despite having pricing that's almost similar, which is weird. Mike Quarterone. Oh, yeah. Okay. You got it. Sure. Are non rookie QB autos worth holding? For example, second year yeah, Burrow. Of course. Yeah. It's, I mean, second year, any quarterbacks in general. Yes. Of course. Hey, you know what we never did talk about is do you think one of the reasons Otani is lower too, besides the reasons you talked about, is the fact that he's a pitcher? No, because he's more known to being a hitter. He won MVP as a hitter. Okay. So, yep. Um, Cole Benz. Would you rather have a first Bowman Chrome PSA nine or a first Bowman paper PSA 10 when flipping or investing? I think tens are easier to move. So just in general, there's like the stigma or anything non 10 and you're seeing, especially with prospect stuff, the multiplier from a nine to a 10 is insane. So give me the 10. Okay. Uh, Brian. Mm-hmm. Nailed it. Why is Brady dropping hard? Is this normal for offseason? His Bowman paper is in downtrend for months. That is actually really true. I just got an alert on my collectible app because I have, uh, I'm invested in a two card lot for a couple of his cards and it's down like 10 or 20%. Oh yeah. So his Bowman Chrome is down to 13, five. Those were trending at 20. I mean, here's one thing that's tough. People are looking at this thing in kind of a vacuum because like his metal PSA 10 is up for me right now. His Bowman Chrome still 7,500 as it was for a 9.5. So some are up, some are down. Here's the thing to remember though with Brady. Like my upper deck 9.5, I'm looking at in my card letter collection is still 2,500. That's about where it's been. Some of the stuff though jumped so heavy because he was in the midst of a Super Bowl run. Then when that ended, he retired. Two huge movements for his cards to go up. So they've come back down to earth. I, I don't know. Like I think that's pretty normal. Those things have been undone. He got eliminated from the Super Bowl. And he came back to play. Like, let's talk in a while. Does he go on a Super Bowl run next year? Does he start off five and zero with a great stat? You know, great stat line. I, it's a safe investment. But I also Brady's not the guy to buy it and mess around with him for short term plays. I also wonder though if guys are dropping in pricing because they think it's going to drop because they their assumption is oh he jumped up when he said he was going to retire. Now that he's unretiring, it's time for that value to come back down. Some of that, yeah. Absolutely. Um, Rick Tiffenbach. Do you foresee secondary baseball products like Gypsy Queen and A&G uh, seeing price bumps due to Wandermania? Yeah, I think we just, I mean, the fact that Gypsy's, I thought you said it was like 180 or something. Maybe it was 150. Yeah, I, a one rookie like Wander is enough to keep those higher than they traditionally and annually would be. Absolutely. Uh, Ian Babcock, what two or three things in the hobby is Jesse most cynical about? Me. Mike. Yep. <laughs> Answer that for you. Um, no, I'm not angry at you. What are you most cynical about? I actually want to hear. This. I I'm most cynical about uh, kind of what we talked about on the last show is modern guys selling for multiples of what these veterans do who have kind of proven themselves. I feel like a lot of guys are going to end up getting burned who pay like multi million dollars for a Luca now and then in a few years. Like even if he's still good, I think I think that if he's just as good as another veteran that you could compare to, 
I don't necessarily think he's nece- he's going to go down to that player's pricing as of this point, but I do think they're all going to come down as they become less and less relevant. So that's probably the most cynical thing. I don't know other things that I'm cynical about. Uh, I don't want to get into it. I like to stay pretty positive if I can help stay it. Stay positive, Jesse. Um, but that that is the, the one thing I would say. Uh, Jeff Ng, what are the pros and cons of using an auction house to sell a card versus an eBay consignment service? Here's one thing I'm going to say because we have neglected to say this multiple times is when it comes to zero cool specifically uh, and other, maybe other future products that m- might have this factored in. The reason why a lot of guys want to sell on a platform like golden or something like that is that you can use cryptocurrency and a lot of the guys who are into any of the zero cool V friend stuff, they are also into cryptocurrency. So eBay does not accept that as a payment form. So that would be one reason why you want to throw it over on one of those platforms. Mike, do you have any other thoughts? Yeah. I mean, for big items, I just think you're going to get bigger dollars out of the, out of the auction houses. They promote them. They, I mean, they do stuff like they do with us on our other socials. So I think in that respect, it's more value, but on the smaller stuff, I think you get more eyes on eBay still, obviously. So kind of pros and cons to both. The next question is kind of, like it's upsetting me, and I'm also just trying to get to the bottom of it real quick, if it's possible. Oh, what is it? A guy named J.D. Pearson. Mm-hmm. He said, just watch Seinfeld for the first time ever last night. When does it get funny? I would like nothing more than for J.D. to never <laughs> listen to our show. Is this a Gen Zer? I feel like we've talked to JD before, though. I don't think JD he is a Gen leave Z-er. the Facebook group and get up. Look Maybe at it's his a joke. picture. Maybe he's being funny. He doesn't look like a Gen Zer. He looks like he could be like upper twenties, maybe early thirties. Even I'd like to throw him off that cliff. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he's just kidding, though. He's a Dallas guy. He did give a winky face emoji, so maybe. Maybe he's trying to trigger us. God, JD, if you did, if that was your goal, congratulations, you succeeded. Um. All right. Let's go. Let's go. Come on. We have a good rhythm going because you're just reading and we're answering quick, which I like. Let's just keep keep moving. Jeremy Davis, have you gotten into the wonder? No, we already talked about wonder. I'm not answering that or questioning that one. Joe Leggy, Leggy, mm-hmm. thoughts on tops now rookie cards. Several baseball players like Bobby Witt Jr., Jeremy Pena, Julio Rodriguez, and Hunter Green have their first RC cards on tops now cards. There's so many though, and a lot of them are like printed to order type thing. I. I don't mind them, and I don't know the market too well. I would say if the market is fairly settled on them, it's okay. But I know when they first started messing around with those, some of those things came out and they were super high. I think those were dangerous peaks to buy in at. So depending on the buy-in price, I don't mind them long-term. John Boren with cheaper grading on the horizon with PSA almost uh, through the backlog. Does it make sense to start setting aside lower value cards for established, less volatile players? I mean, set them aside. Some SGC right now, it's already cheap. Twenty three bucks, done. That's what I. I mean, I subbed SGC every week for that reason. Um, and soon enough, you may have your chance to send a five do, uh, five day five day submission for free. Those are fifty bucks a whack, by the way. We're gonna give those away free. Matthew Bogle, no question. Just wanted to say I downloaded the app, tuned in before the sirens went off on Mike. And along with the podcast, I love it. Headed in the right direction. Excited to see where the app goes. Oh, so I would say today, so Mama Breaks is, we launched the giveaway page for her today to get her listeners signed up. I think she's going to make her debut Thursday or Friday this week. That's exciting. Mm -hmm. We'll do something live on Instagram tomorrow or Wednesday. They got to help promote that as well. 
Last question. I'm donating a free Wander Franco full-size autograph jersey. Signed by Wander. And by me. And by you? <laughs> okay, good. You want to sign uh, it? Mike Triple auto. Geo. Yep. I'm slowly building a slabbed non-sticker auto collection. Could you please give a rundown on signature, base insert, best position, color, best wishes, player number, Hall of Fame, etc.? I don't even know what that means. What? I don't know either, but I can tell you, what? Alex, I'm just not realizing, is our one of our many UK members. He spelled color with a U. How Give me the question again. How okay. dare you? Here, I'm going to let you look at it because there's a lot of different. I'm uh, slowly building a slabbed non-sticker auto collection. So on-card autos. Could you give a rundown on signature, base, insert, best position, color? I don't know what that means. What's best wishes? Also, Alex, you can't say, please read in an accent at the very end. Say it at the beginning, because I didn't know. Also, you can't have a question that only makes sense in English. I'm slowly building. What does this mean? What does this mean? Translate that to American. What does it mean? If I, maybe <laughs> if I read it in the British accent, That's, and then we'll understand. He called us lads. Please give me a rundown on the signature, base, inset, best position, color, best wishes, player number, hall of fame. It was better. <laughs> it was I, better. I don't. I don't know what he means. The best wishes is in quotation Give marks me a too. So, just run it down. Why aren't you doing it? It's like that office episode with Jim <laughs> Charles Myers. Like, give me yeah. the. You got that rundown. You got that rundown ready. It might, it might not be what you're used to. You know, you're not. You may not be ready for it. I, I, I honestly. Mind. I'm sorry, Alex. I don't know what that. What this that means. This is the second time Alex has asked a question where we're just like, I don't know what that. What we're looking for, and I feel like it's partially on us. I'm sure it is, but I'm just like, you have a, an autograph collection. Maybe wanna, he's just meaning like, no, no, I thought I had something in there. It's not it. Give a rundown on signature. Maybe when they write best wishes on there or okay, when they write their player number. End the show, please. Or I'm going to kill my, that nope. is a, that's a fair question. Maybe that's what he means. Like, is it when someone puts their player number next to their signature or puts like best wishes, does that help or hurt a signature best wishes doesn't help but like if they put their yeah if they put their you know number or world series champ or an inscription like that a generic inscription yes mm -hmm. the color of the pin no i don't know why that would matter i mean unless it's like something stupid it looks dumb what's the best positioning of it of the signature yeah it In depends on i don't depends on the card how is the card designed is it signed on top is it signed horizontally vertically i have no that's what i mean i don't know there's a lot of things i don't understand there if that, they inscribe hall of fame yeah that's awesome Okay, I think that is basically what he was. You know, what, Alex, I, 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 I helped Alex. No, You're Alex, welcome. I forgive you. We're done. This is yeah, we're done. I don't want to talk anymore. That is your show. Uh, what's the name of it? Sports, Sports cards, cards nonsense. nonsense. There it is. Brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network. Uh, like I said, be on the lookout on our socials starting tomorrow. So that would be Tuesday, April nineteenth. What's today? Uh, today is the 18th. So tomorrow's the 19th. We'll have some detail posted up as long as they are actually for sale on tickets to the. Boston Fenway Park show, courtesy um, of Big Night Sports. We'll do that next week. Also, shout out to Wyatt and Chase. I went to an event yesterday, oh, and uh, oh, was Chase people, there too? Yeah, I thought he moved. Chase got married. I thought he left home. A couple people came up to me afterward. Uh, I, at this event, I'm known as Jesse Gibson. Had a urinal. And, so this happened. And at this event, I was also known as Sports Boy. So that Major was a day. weird world colliding moment. There you go. Thank you all. Goodbye. Bye. Let's go home.